Hello and welcome to Irish Ears, a Disney fancast. On the pod, we aim to be your Irish perspective on Disney park news, Disney company news, with a slight leaning towards our second home, Disneyland Paris. Coming up on episode one, we're going to introduce ourselves, give a roundup of the latest Irish-focused Disney news, and hopefully get through our first episode without being banned. I'm Megan, a Disney Instagrammer and TikToker from Belfast, and a mini my super fan. I'm Stuart, a Disney dad from Dublin. I run Disneyland Paris Tips for Irish. I love Disneyland Paris, all things Marvel, and I'm basically Mr. Incredible during his office years. So first things first, when I get through the latest news, and there's a fair bit to talk about, um, strikes at Disneyland Paris. We're not going to get into the nitty gritty here, but we're just going to give the update. And first things first, Megan, I suppose we do support the cast members. Absolutely, of course, all the cast members deserve their fair working conditions and fair pay fair fair pay because at the end of the day they're the ones making magic for guests all day long and i just hope that everything gets resolved in their favor soon that's it yeah like we're recording this on tuesday the 6th of june so it's a fairly fluid situation you know we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow even so we just hope it gets sorted out soon we hope that the cast members get what they deserve and we hope that everyone's trips and things can go back to normal and we all live happily ever after that's it that's the one so next bit of news is the live action aerial coming to disneyland resort disneyland paris and walt disney world now there's a bit of difference in how each theme park dealt with the live action aerial what did you make of that i would really have liked to have seen her have a meet and greet at disneyland paris um I, i've loved watching everybody's uh, instagram reels and TikToks, meeting live action aerial she looks fantastic um, and I think it would be really nice for just for, for the representation side of it, just to have that there for the little girls who are, you know, seeing Black Ariel for the first time. And it would, yeah, I wish Disneyland Paris had taken that approach to it rather than, you know, a happening or a short performance. But equally, credit where credit's due, we've got a recent up-to-date character at Disneyland Paris. So I don't think we can complain too much. Yeah, I actually saw a lot of american fans complaining that what we got at paris was way better than what they got so we got a whole like really oh, we got a whole um you know a scene and multiple dancers and multiple happenings straight today but like obviously people wanted their meet and greet so you can't you can't win really <laughs> i suppose the, I know. the only way to do it is to visit visit paris and then nip over to florida exactly well hopefully we'll get to see her hopefully she sort of sticks around i know she's in disneyland paris until is it the 22nd or 23rd of june yeah it's definitely for a good month and that's um, like i think it's a really good um like leading on probably our next point um is i think it's a really good thing lately that disneyland paris has gotten like new brand new ip into the parks i mean it's a good trend um they yeah. they obviously had we'll touch on it later but they obviously had the Guardians of the Galaxy like a lot happening in the park for that so um like now we have Ariel and yeah like different different take on it to the American parks but I think it's pretty cool I haven't seen it in person I'm looking forward to seeing it in person in a few weeks and haven't seen the movie I will be glued to your Instagram yeah, haven't seen the movie um like it looks like I think you probably should have seen the movie before before going to the parks to see that particular happening so um. <laughs> Classic, classic DLP. And um, what do you think? Of oh, do you know what though? It's hopefully that's just the start of them now bringing in, um, you know, the start of them having more current characters, current happenings, 
and things being brought up to date in Walt Disney Studios, you know, like having the, the most recent Guardians premiere there and everything. This is a good sign moving forward for Disneyland Paris and for Walt Disney Studios. What did you make of the movie itself? You went to see it on a Monday night, yeah? Oh, I loved it. I really loved it. Um, I'm really, really impressed with it. Spoiler free now. It's We're going spoiler free because a lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah, I won't <laughs> tell you anything. Um, uh, but, you know, I have been quite critical in the past of the live action movies. Um, there have been very few of them that have really hit the mark for me, but this one really, really did. It's up there with the Aladdin live action. I thought it was fantastic. There's some so many like shots in it where you're sitting in the cinema going, how did they make that? Like, how did they make that? looks so real and Halle Bailey's just fantastic yeah absolutely I superstar. think she was the perfect choice to play Ariel like I said in absolutely my perfect. Instagram stories when I did a critical review of the movie and <laughs> um, I was like they found her and then they built the movie around her it was like they said oh my god we found a Disney princess in real life and we have to get her into a movie and she was perfect for Ariel like me and you have chatted about this in the past um well Long story short, the background of this podcast is that myself and Megan speak most days about most things to do with Disney. And we were like, why don't we just do a podcast? <laughs> and so everyone can hear us talk about our opinions about all these things. But yeah, she was incredible. Like if you just listen to the audio of the movie, she's 100% Ariel. Like she's, she, I think she could even voice record over Jodie Benson back in the day. Like and she, you wouldn't know the difference. Like unbelievable. She's got a real Disney princess speaking voice. I've been watching loads of her interviews and stuff on TikTok and on YouTube as well, just out of pure curiosity. And she just sounds like a Disney princess, even when she's not, you know, in character as Ariel. She's just, she's just a magical person. I'm really, really glad that they found her for this movie. And she, yeah, she was definitely the the standout for me. So we're going to switch up the little agenda that we have and go straight to Guardians of the Galaxy because it leads on to kind of, you know, live action movies and stuff that's been happening in Disneyland Paris. Um, Disneyland Paris obviously had the orange carpet for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We got a specific drone show. You know, we can't complain anymore about these things. We got the stars, you know, all the A-listers. Vin Diesel was there saying his four lines. And um, yeah, I think Disneyland Paris knocked it out of the park. I don't know, well, Big Disney obviously decided to do it in Paris, but I think represent, you know, and, and Avengers Campus looked amazing. I would love to see them use that um, Guardians of the Galaxy drone show later on. And, you know, maybe it's a bit too soon because they've just had the premiere and it was kind of an exclusive to the premiere, but maybe in a couple of months' time, after the maybe after the next round of Power of the Night or something, they could turn the Guardians one into a daily show in the studios because I mean it's obviously been a very big hit having that other Marvel show in there people have really enjoyed that and really responded well to it and people love Guardians of the Galaxy like even myself who's not a massive Marvel fan that's the side of the Marvel universe that I really love and identify with so I think it would be really good for pulling people in yeah like I know the drone shows in Paris are just a huge draw and American parks particularly are like, why cannot we? Why can't we get these? Because they're just thinking. I think it's something to do with airspace regulations and just politics in America. Um, but apparently the French are really on board for this, and they're so happy with having um, you know, the drones in in Paris to be unique. And um, the whole like, I was so impressed that they got everyone, the A-listers, all in. You know, like all the big guns, all. The big media was in 
um, they held the premiere. I think that they held the premiere in Disney Village, and they walked back to studios. And then yeah, I think they did the showing in the village, and then they did the whole which is good because performance. I think they had a little a little showing of the Little Mermaid there in Discoveryland recently. I think there two ago. I think there was a showing. Of, yeah, tiny little screen, but um, <laughs> that was for annual pass holders. But obviously, if you're going to bring the A-listers in, they went over probably to the IMAX screen in the the Gaumont in in the Disney Village. But yeah, like I I I think you know Drone Assist, the company that does the drone shows, that, that like the technology mm. of them, like they're just magicians. I think I think like you give them now. What are we talking about? Three months maybe four full months to come up with enhancements and you know new ideas for even power tonight like i i'm in, i'm expecting absolutely no insider info here at all i'm expecting an enhanced power tonight you know that's just a, yeah. that's just complete speculation there because give these guys a few months and you saw what they did with delight you know they just come up with something new just and they're they're globally renowned as doing amazing drone shows so like this is a major shop window for them, I suppose. A daylight is stunning as well. Like it really is. And every single night, like I've seen it quite a few times now, obviously as have you. And every single time there's like a collective kind of gasp from the audience as the drones kind of change, shift their shapes around. And it's just, it's really great that Paris has something like that that's unique to it. Yeah, and even when they change and... it up for, for daylight like 2.0, I remember watching that April 12th on DLP Reports live feed and they were standing a bit far back because maybe, I don't know, maybe they got a, a, a nod or a wink to stand far back because a better view. But I remember seeing just a flash of the star behind the castle. You get a glimpse first. And I was like, whoa, 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 what was that? Go back there. <laughs> and then yeah. they did the pulsing arch, you know, the, the, the um, Tinkerbell's arch. And like, yeah. I just think it's brilliant. I think, I think what are they going to do after... October 1st you know what like obviously we have the drone show in studios and the 30th anniversary is officially over so what are they going to do I'm just like kind of like with Dream and Shine Brighter I'm I'm kind of really sad to see it go but I have a lot of faith now in live entertainment at Disneyland Paris to kind of smash it you know so I would love to see them do um, a Halloween special like drone performance mm, yeah Villains. I would love to see like little mickey pumpkin or something ah. floating around above the castle or like in disneyland resort they have um like during their halloween sort of fireworks projection show they have zero from nightmare before christmas kind of um floating over the castle like tinkerbell does in walt disney world i think we could do that with drones yeah well your imagination is the limit i suppose with drones and um, i'll pitch it yeah which leads us on then to drones in have been sighted in tokyo Disneyland in the last few days and I have not seen yes, that yes well there you go there's a scoop for you so they're they're testing drones in Tokyo Disneyland as part of the 40th celebrations the dream go round celebrations and Fantastic. I've seen Baymax in the skies Ooh. Yes, in both white and red suits so no you way. Know, drones do everything so I'm looking forward to it. I know what I'm doing after this call. Uh, you're not booking a trip to Tokyo. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll hit YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, what do you think? What was your what was your synopsis? Spoiler free again, please. Because I know it's been out a month, but people are waiting for it. 
Disney Plus or whatever. It, the third one is my favourite one of the whole trilogy. I know that's probably controversial. I know a lot of people have been like, no, the first one's the best. But I think that one just, it hit everything for me. It had, I feel like every character, I'm not going to put, this is not going to be a spoiler, but I feel like every character got the ending they deserved. And I think it tied up that franchise so beautifully, much as I don't want to see it go. If it had to end, I'm glad it ended, they yeah. ended it the way they did. Well, it is just the, and... it is just the, let's not spoil too much here, but there will be more movies based on some of the characters in Guardians. But it's the last time you'll see that iteration. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Of the Guardians together. It was. But I'm like, I really loved it. And we all know my favorite Guardians character is Rocket. And he was obviously front and center for a lot of the film. And there's a lot of little things about Rocket in previous films that suddenly click together and make sense in this one. And oh, he just has my heart. And. I only want good things in life for Rocket. <laughs> I think some of the people involved with the movie basically said the trilogy was a story about Rocket. If you look back, like you could basically just call it the, the Rocket trilogy. So it really is. But yeah, it was great because the, I mean the first two movies were kind of had to be sewn in with Avengers kind of plot development and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But this one was just standalone, and yeah, it was it was it smashed it really like you know, really did smash it. And it had the classic amazing soundtrack yeah well that as well that's a given really did you know guardians actually was the first or maybe not the first but like maybe in a long time here's a bit of trivia for you now the first soundtrack for a movie that contained no original music that made it to number one really there you go. it's one for the pub quiz. interesting tip with enthrall your grandchildren with <laughs> um yeah i will moving on oh this is a lovely little link so, Baby Groot animatronic has been rumoured in Avengers Campus at Disneyland Resort, California. This is just going to be, like, mind-blowing. I, I'm ready. They actually yeah, did yeah. have, they had something before. Um, I think it was to celebrate the release of the second Guardians film. They had, like, it was a meet and greet with Star-Lord. Um, and there was kind of a little Baby Groot animatronic thing, but it doesn't seem to be anything like on the scale of what they're doing now, this seems to have been really, really plussed up big time. And they're so into Guardians over there. They've got, you know, the big um, mission breakout ride that has overlays for Halloween and they've got their dance off. They've got really good representation for Guardians over there. So I'm sure whatever they do with this baby great animatronic is going to be incredible. I wonder, uh, will it crossing be... everything that it will be there by September. I wonder will baby Groot like, be in a show or kind of walking around like R2-D2 in Discoveryland. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird. Oh. Be afraid somebody would rob him. I don't know what pick him up and, and run off. Me? No, but you would be afraid. <laughs> well, you might do it too, but like he- heaven forbid they ever bring baby Groot to Paris. Like, oh, that wouldn't last five seconds. Not five seconds. He'd be gone. He'd be either stolen or broken or sold or something. Sold. Sold on eBay. Just don't trust the guests of Paris. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Paris, um, Quietly, Minnie Mouse has been meeting with friends across Europe. Now, on day one, we saw Clarabelle, but I mean, me and you are followers of nearly every Disneyland Paris outlet going, and we haven't seen Minnie inside that meeting. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anyone apart from Clarabelle that first yeah. day that it opened. I haven't seen any pictures. I haven't heard any reason why Minnie is or isn't there. Like, 
it's on the app on the Disneyland Paris app I checked it today it is listed as open with the meet and greet times on it I just find it so strange that yeah there hasn't been any coverage like maybe it's just been a very busy week you know <laughs> of maybe. everything else going on but I would have se- maybe. I would maybe seen from guests that would have sent me pictures or whatever that I would have seen mini um I did see remember I sent you a video of mini walking kind of into backstage with Eeyore a few days ago that was down to down beside the old mill I think and she was in her classic outfit yeah, there wasn't she yeah. she wasn't in she any kind of European outfit I feel very uneasy it's not yeah. like me not to know where Minnie is 24 <laughs> 7 um I'm so I'm a bit uneasy that I don't know where she's at <laughs> get, but get I hope she's tag. okay and that she's back in her meet and greet spot very soon because I just want to see. I want to see her outfit. I want to see the different backdrops. I've only seen one of the backdrops, and it's a it's a really cool idea. Maybe it doesn't really fit Discoveryland that well, um. But it's really nice to see the VIP characters getting their own meet and greet spots again in the parks because it's been sort of ad hoc as to when ones like Minnie and Donald come out in recent times. So it's it's nice to see her getting like a permanent spot. So and she's such a popular character. Everyone wants to meet Minnie. Yeah, they do have a kind of a strange meet and greet regularly in Discoveryland with VIPs, like in around the kind of in around the back of that of Arcade Beta there across the way from Space Mountain, beside the toilets. Um, but like I don't understand why they're there, and I don't. And then people lose their mind when Star uh, Stormtroopers come out, because you know it's clearly a mini Star Wars land, and yeah, Disneyland Paris just don't put Stormtroopers out that often, or like just random. Star Wars characters. Oh well, we I think they should put the VIPs in Discoveryland outfits. Yeah, if they're going to put them there, I think they we could have like Space Mountain Mickey and Minnie, or um, could even have maybe have them dressed in Star Wars yeah. outfits. Autopia outfits. Um, the, you know, Autopia outfits. The opportunities maybe are endless. Buzz there, outfits. Buzz Mickey. Wouldn't that blow your oh. mind? Buzz Mickey, I would be all about that. Did I see Buzz Mickey on um yeah I did actually because they did a prom- promotional shoot on a pier in California with Chris Evans. Yes, they did and they did I think it was Minnie was Buzz and Mickey was Woody or something. They had yes, like it a was Pixar, yeah, yeah. They had little themed outfits and that would just be perfect for Paris. It really would because And as far as I know, California aren't using those outfits anymore, so shift them over. If they're time. not gonna change um, Paris as in attractions they need to up the game with the characters especially the VIPs totally so yeah it was it was Mickey Woody and Mini Buzz oh sent into orbit Cuties. sent into orbit Megan would be scraped off the ceiling <laughs> with that. I know oh, I know dearie me I wouldn't um, survive that making great moving on to a bit less um exciting news we have new snacks in I know Andrea at Disney Paris, Andy's going to kill me for downing the snacks here, but um, we have new Kiri snacks, and anybody outside of France basically will not know what Kiri is. I didn't know what Kiri was until this was launched. No, I Cable Car Bakery, so Belle, you know like Baby Belle, they have a deal with Disneyland Paris, mm-hmm. and Kiri is a sub-brand apparently, and it's like a soft oh, cheese, okay. um, and they're just throwing it into random uh, sweet snacks and yeah i'm not too excited really because everything is you know heavily cheese based or cream cheese or kind of soft cheese 
Um, Has there been any feedback um, that you've seen online about these new snacks? Have they been received well? They or look good on Instagram, but I don't, like, think, oh. yeah, I don't think anyone's raving about them, um, which is a shame because, mm. my God, they blew up this cable car bakery reopening. They had the ambassadors. <laughs> they had a, a like a I don't know what color the carpet was, but they had a red, some sort of red carpet. They had Mickey and Minnie there, I think. And Minnie had a New York oh, fit. Stop. Random. Who knows? Like it's, it's so I'd love strange because like yeah, love to be at these board tables. Did they advertise that that was even happening? Um, no. Well, obviously, you know, the usual crowd got tip off, be there, but mm. there wasn't any um major announcement coming. It was kind of like yeah. Do you remember that um, Terror of Terror um, <laughs> phone case? Everyone thought we were getting a rebrand <laughs> of Terror of Terror and we got a phone case. Um, so, moving on to way more exciting news is the new Pixar show in the studios. Together, it has a press preview July 8th with the public openings, we hope, soon after. Um, super excited about this. We're talking about like live band at every show. And, you know, Pixar... IP is so lovely and we're, like obviously we have Toy Story and we have Up Monsters Inc. are going to be the main people. So are you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited. Like at the last big news drop that they did, like this really stood out for me as the thing to be excited about. I think that people love Pixar. It's so popular and there's something in Pixar for everybody. There's so many different films, different characters, different storylines, and there's something for everyone to relate to. And I actually saw on TikTok um, recently some uh, cast members who are going to be part of that show. Um, they didn't give anything away or anything, um, just that they would be that they are there to be part of the show, and they they seem really really excited about it. Great, yeah. Like, um, they did a little day in the life, and it's a fantastic little day theater. in the life vlog going to rehearsals, and it sounds amazing. That, hmm? that theater hasn't been used properly in a long time that was state of the art no, like, they've used it for like they've used it for meet and greets and they've used it for like a showing of a national geographic <laughs> film or something it's such a waste of a space because it's such a fantastic sized area that like it really seemed a waste to be using it for things like that whenever you could have a big performance that will really draw people into studios whenever i think of national geographic at disneyland paris i'm just like um regina george and fetch you know Stop trying, it's not gonna happen. stop trying to make it happen. I've, I'm, I'm worried <laughs> that they're going to turn Sequoia Lodge into a National Geographic themed um, hotel, no. which nobody's asking for apart no. from nobody. <laughs> Take that back. Don't put that out in the universe. I'm not, um, because, no, because <laughs> in the last few months, um, obviously, like clearly March was Earth Month. You know, I'm sure we all celebrated. Um <laughs> You all can see Hardcore. the video of, of Megan here. Her eyes just lit up going, I didn't celebrate. Um, <laughs> no, we're from Earth, so we celebrate. Um, and yeah, they had these like, you know, promotional posters and stuff in front of Sequoia in that little hut in front of Sequoia, you know, which nobody stopped at, you know, because that's, that hut in front of Sequoia is, is to safely get you from Newport down to Santa Fe without getting rained on, basically. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I will. I'll, t I'll take that back about Sequoia Lodge. Um, uh, oh, I really yes. don't want them to do that. But yeah, I'm super really excited for this new show. Um, I think yeah, Studios, just for anyone listening who's not really up to date with the plans and stuff, Studios is obviously getting 
the Arendelle Lake. That's kind of the, the known bit, but, but like unbeknownst to a lot of people, the whole of studios is getting redone, basically. So it's going to be like modernized, you know, tree-lined avenue vibe going straight down to Arendelle Lake and then sideways from, you know, production courtyard down towards Animagique and Cushed Coaster. So a lot more together the land is going to be and it's going to feel yeah. like somebody actually cared about designing the land <laughs> so that's gonna like when you have an anchor show like together and then i don't know if they're going to keep that frozen show when the lake opens like, who knows then you have mickey the magician being another anchor show so it just kind of spreads it out a bit and makes it a bit nicer and then you have obviously the five star show that is dream factory disney junior dream oh. factory <laughs> everyone needs to go oh. and, and it's not for kids everyone needs to go Everyone needs to put their passports with their ID aside. Everyone, uh, like, <laughs> don't think about what age you are. It is for absolutely everybody. Like, I cried. Yeah. Like, Amy and I both cried when we first saw it. It was, it's just, there's just something about that show and that cast that just bring it out of you. Like, All over really the do. world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super, it's cute. And it's like, it has Vampirina in the middle of it to kind of break it up. And it was yeah. bubbles, does like, what do you call them? Gas bubbles, I suppose? Smoke bubbles? That come down on smoke top? Smoke bubbles? Yeah, yeah. I'll take smoke bubbles. Um, yeah, super show. And and then, obviously, so you have much. Avengers Campus, which you will um, experience for the first time in a few weeks. Are you excited about Avengers Campus? I'm so excited. That's actually the first thing I'm going to do when I get there. Like, after I've checked into the hotel, I'm going to go straight to Avengers Campus because I need to get on Flight Force. Oh. The suspense has been and killing me opinion. ever since it opened. <laughs> You're probably going yeah, to be able to ride it about the... three or four times in a row without queuing. So that's that would be a good thing. I was like a hardcore rock and roller coaster fan, so I'm really hoping that I like this just as much. Yeah, they, apparently they still haven't added enough TVs to it, or just like everyone's expecting the immersion of Space Mountain, you know, where they mm. skinned it with Star Wars, and um, the pre-show was great. With the animatronic Iron Man and the million, oh God, how am I saying this during the cast member strikes? They spent a million euro on the 10 foot by 20 foot television in the pre-show, which has our mate, right. our mate Carol, um, warning about the impending disaster to the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, so a million euro on the TV. Yeah, um, but the ride's very quick apparently. So. Like I said, go on a few times. Oh, really? Have you gone on Web Slingers in California? I have, yeah. Okay. That's not not priority for me this time. I don't think just because of the short time that I'm there, and it's apparently a, a pretty much a clone. Um, it's the same, but in French, I guess. But don't so, miss out. Don't miss out. I give it Tom Holland speaking English, dubbed in French. Speaking English dubbed in French. So it's the same video that they that they recorded for California. So he pops up and he's the same video, the same his, his mouth's moving in, in English. <laughs> but they've dubbed it oh in my French. Goodness. And they have a little um a little screen from the eighties <laughs> which gives the English translation of what he's saying. Even though he's <laughs> he's speaking English with his mouth, they have dubbed it in French so you hear French and you read English. That's just a absolute oh. mind beep um yeah but I, 
it's a lovely ride though obviously it's the same as california but i think it's a great ride i think it's up there like top top three or four rides at disneyland paris full stop just because it's, it's so it's, it's good crack I yeah think yeah if i can get a group of people together i don't know if it was one i would do like single rider but like if i could get a group of people to compete against i think they're missing a the trick with some sort of um picture like photo pass picture on the ride yeah like are you listening natasha please <laughs> like imagine you're you're going for the final scene where you're all blasting that massive spider bot and mm. there's a flash and that's your picture and everyone's like giving it socks wouldn't you buy that yeah because it's like the last one so you're like really really going for it yeah. so the pictures will be amazing yeah. yeah i mean here we are solving the world problems bit by bit right if you're busy natasha uh, we can, no it should not be we, we, we can, you... we'll put <laughs> we'll put that one together for you not busy at all um so staying in studios at disneyland paris there is rumors of a new show which is being painted as a kind of a stunt show at the motors action um arena which is behind avengers campus for those people who have not been around long in the disneyland paris community there's a massive mm -hmm. i don't say massive arena probably a few thousand people fit in it where there was this amazing stunt show with motorbikes and stunt cars driving backwards driving through two flames and it was like it was a really french thing but and like lightning mcqueen was in it as well yeah. like in the later iterations of it he came out and drove about a little bit as well and they binned it um to i suppose they binned it first with, with covid obviously because you can't have people beside each other um, even though they're outdoors but um then they kind of they cut their losses with avengers campus at the very end of avengers campus so I thought that when they were going to revive this arena, it was going to be an Avengers show. You know, they have stunt actors on top of Avengers campus fighting each other, like Black Widow fights Taskmaster, Black Panther comes along, Spider-Man is always hanging out. Kind of easy to just push that into the stunt show arena. But according, That's what I thought they were going to do. According to our friends at Outside Years, it's going to be Alice in Wonderland themed. <laughs> I just don't understand how that's going to fit into studios, but then equally, like I have seen outside ears share some mad stuff, and it is all turned out to be true. So I'm not going to disc like discredit what they're saying because a few months down the line, we could have Alice riding a BMX bike around White Mountain Disney Studios, and yeah, like I wonder are they going for live action vibe are they going to have a, a johnny depp uh lookalike as mad hatter or, like no idea it just doesn't no. alice in wonderland like live action or animated just does not give stunt show vibes but <laughs> you never know yeah you never know the entertainment team at dlp have done some magical things magical and baffling things yeah <laughs> oh well we'll leave that in the highly speculative um realm of of rumors hopefully next episode we might have some more info confirmation or yeah more solid rumors maybe to go well, by we'll definitely have more rumors because disneyland paris community just loves whacking out the rumors like <laughs> i think mm. i think we just we're just told so little that we have to come up with this mad stuff by ourselves um, exactly but let's deal with some hard facts for the last few minutes of the podcast yeah it's a small world let's go reopen um, the first mm -hmm. week in May, I was lucky enough to be invited to buy a ticket 
to stay in a hotel to <laughs> to, <laughs> to go to Disneyland Paris and experience the um, revived it's a small world like it's it's a small world if you don't if you didn't like it before you're not going to like it now but it looks beautiful and I have recently seen the absolute state of it's a small world rides globally and we can mm. proudly say that we have the absolute diamond in the rough that is it's a small world at Disneyland Paris I'm excited to see it again like I I'm kind of neutral on it's a small world I didn't really miss it when it was closed but I will go on it when it's open again like now that it's open again I will go back on it um but from the photos and stuff that I've seen and from your videos of it it does look like they've done a fantastic job like just brightening it up and bringing it back to life any ride that Ireland gets the first look in I'm happy with that you know <laughs> we're first front and center the first little people you see are Irish little leprechauns it had to be didn't it, it had to be had to be it was meant to be um they still haven't fixed the roof but a couple of um a couple of the scenes particularly the last scene the kind of frisian scene with um you know the purples and golds and everything that's just like stunning yeah but like it's a nice sit down you know never underestimate 100%. a good sit down it's in a great location in the parks you know because you're you're probably after falling out of bellanotte with two mickey pizzas in your belly <laughs> and it's a nice sit down yeah you probably like after spending two hours in prince's pavilion and you just want to sit down oh yes that you do there's nothing better than a sit down after two hours. like these rides are are you saying though after all that closure time they didn't fix the roof well i mean fix the roof it's still like very visible they haven't put black oh, for the love of God. you know like there's this black paint that exists that is apparently the blackest paint known to man that they put on cars whatever and if you you shine a light on the car you literally can't see the car with your eyes it's just black and they could have used that for the roof but they haven't and um i don't know maybe there's a reason just don't look up yeah it's just a pity because obviously all your pictures are going to have roof tiles in in the pictures yeah um but yeah i thought that was one of their nobody told me this but i thought from years ago that somebody's going to fix the roof but um we'll leave it there in the to-do pile um, the mm -hmm. next thing, actually, the same the same week was May the fourth in Disneyland Paris, and that was I went over for that, and it was my first May the fourth. It was my first um, kind of Star Wars Disney Parks thing ever. You know, hands down, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. I'm like five out of ten. Like I'm positive towards Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. It's just yeah. the, the the extreme fandom is not for me. But I do absolutely respect and i actually love the extreme fandom now i totally get that you know i'm, I'm big into that uh, people loving something like that and the community is amazing right before may the 4th there was star wars celebration in london and that's like mm -hmm. a, a big conference you know, global conference for massive star wars fans and i think half of them came over to paris um, a few days after that because there was proper outfits there was like movie quality um darth vader there was movie quality Kylo Ren I mean they did do this weird thing where they had last year they had the Imperial March um going through the land going through Discovery Land this time they put mm -hmm. it up on Starport on the roof of Starport which meant that everyone got better pictures I suppose and people was no bad view but I don't know 
I was I was watching it with Andrea and um we thought we were in a great spot and then we were all told to move forward that there was no march it was on the roof so then we were suddenly 10 deep <laughs> um, oh. and just on a footnote as well I hate being I'm, I'm a hugely positive person about Disneyland Paris but meet and greets I mean we need to have some sort of bell that we ring that is like must do better or something because with meet and greets Disneyland Paris like I know people who queued four hours to meet Ray and even I just don't know how they let it get so bad. Even in that queue, you didn't know till the top that you were going to get Ray or Chewbacca. So, whatever about people queuing two hours for their favorite princess that turns out to be not their favorite princess. Um, if it's a particular Star Wars day and they have the two characters, like it's obviously got to and do with scheduling, whatever. Um, didn't they have um Mando, Mando and? Grogu as well. They did, yeah. Sorry, they did. For. Yeah, they did. That they... was in, that was also crazy queues the entire time they were there too. Like, I don't think I ever saw that queue, like, less than, like, a couple of hours at least. The thing is, with Mandalorian and Grogu, you don't get to know how, how big the queue is because they shut it down fairly quick. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, as long as it goes past three or four hours, they just shut it down because there's no point anymore. Um, yeah. But, like, Paris... I have, I have it to good authority, good trusted source, that Paris has a suit, has a Mandalorian suit. Like they own a suit. It's not that they're borrowing mm. it from um, America. So they can rock him out whenever they want. And like clearly there's a massive, like judging by May the 4th at Disneyland Paris, there's a massive appetite for Star Wars things and... I think there'd be a massive appetite for Mando right at the beginning when he first appears. But like, I think over time, if he was there more often, there would be gradually less mm, mayhem. Yeah. Well, we are getting more. I think it's just series. when they say it's a two week only thing. Yeah, then for sure. Everything just. Yeah, yeah. But it, it wasn't even. He wasn't even. It was kind of rumored for May fourth, but it wasn't never announced before the day that Mando was coming out. Um. So it was a bit of a weird thing. But yeah, like. We love just whipping up a frenzy. Whipping up a frenzy. And then they're shocked. This is my pet peeve, and I'm totally not on the side of people acting like animals in the parks. Like, guests no. need to up their game with the levels of respect shown to cast members in general. Yeah. Like, that's just a non-negotiable thing for me. Um, and I won't say the word but, because the word but means forget everything I said before. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> on the other side of this... However... Disneyland Paris just whip people into a frenzy like if you are two hours two and a half hours like what other disney park makes you queue two and a half hours for a random princess like it wouldn't it just wouldn't happen people are whipped into a frenzy and then when they come out and they haven't met their you know the one that they really wanted or whatever like it just causes angst i think it's just something they could do easily better i personally think just for the princesses, I think they just need to tear down the princess pavilion and rebuild it in a more, in a way that's more going to allow more people in, allow there to be more princesses in the pavilion at any one time, which will just make everything more efficient for everybody. Virtual queue. I would. I honestly would support virtual queue. Yes. For princesses, because princess, I love the princesses. Princess Carol Danvers. And- Oh, I, I would virtual queue. I really would for the princesses, absolutely. And I don't yeah. understand why that hasn't been considered 
before. Imagine a world. Imagine a world where you didn't have to spend two hours with the princesses. Imagine a world. But it's the Disney dad race that I personally love <laughs> after Magic Time. I don't know whether it still happens to the extent it did pre-COVID, but it used to be. I remember the first time that Amy and I went to Disneyland Paris together. Um, we were just waiting, like, just to get it. We were one of the first people to get through the gates at the Disneyland Park. The dads legging it up Main Street to the Princess Pavilion. Like, this is at half eight. Pavilion doesn't open until ten. Yeah. And it's it was like flipping wacky races. You have to speed walk. Like watching them it's all. It's a speed walk because oh. you're not allowed to run. Like officially, I think that's a thing in the park. So you're not allowed to run because clearly it's dangerous. Um, but yeah, you stand there for an hour and a half. You know. Before it's even open, and then you could be standing oh, an extra yeah. hour or whatever once it opens. It's like it's bonkers. Oh god. Bonkers. Um, which leads us on then. Oh, it's a nice segue. Our next topic. Princess Breakfast is coming back. Um, I don't have the tomorrow. dates. It's tomorrow, Allegedly. yes. Yeah, it's 7th of June. Beautiful. So, I mean, we don't know what this entails, really. We know what it was before COVID. Um, I always think that character breakfasts at Disneyland Paris are probably the best pound-for-pound meal slash character meal agree. You know that, that you can do. Um. Because everyone knows I get pounded with questions about chicken nuggets and Rice Krispies. <laughs> but, uh, um, like you go, like even for me, right? I'm I'm like semi, I wouldn't say adventurous. I'm just not, I'm, I wouldn't class myself as a fussy eater. I was a fussy eater 10 years ago. And then I met the wife and she said, right, what about eating garlic bread? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> garlic bread, really? Oh, stop. You wouldn't want to meet me 15 years ago. Um, and oh like, well, you go to the breakfast, to the character breakfast in Plaza Gardens, and you get like a mountain of bacon, or you get a mountain of scrambled eggs, or toast, or waffles, mm. and honey, and you know, do whatever you want. Like, don't touch the sausages because obviously they're not Irish sausages. But if they do anything, it's going to be table service, um, I believe, in the same way that it was beforehand. A bit more kind of yeah. dainty food. I think it's a set menu or something or like they bring it out like yeah. a it's like a little like platter or something that they bring down as far as i remember kind of like last time afternoon tea but breakfast vibe yeah that's what i'm thinking i think i'm gonna go i think i want to try and book it oh, for sure um, for later this month well if you're best going to because yeah. <laughs> there's if i can get uh, a reservation like we all know if you know me you know there's absolutely no way i'm standing in that princess pavilion at all um so if i want to see the princesses i think that's going to be my best bet and hopefully a table for one won't be too hard to come by fingers crossed so i will feed back to you all next time um if if i do get going yeah and like obviously we're recording this tuesday the 6th of june so we don't know whether you can even book it on the app yet it's just been purely for you will be oh will you for sure yeah you, you will be able to it'll be like plaza gardens three days in advance nice so at the moment, um, I think it may be due to the possible, possibly due to the industrial action going on at the moment that that's not happening. But that is the plan that it is going to be three days in advance. Like well, let's just, let's just give the official Disneyland Paris line in that hotel guests have been given priority access and it's unfortunately yeah. booked up for the foreseeable <laughs> um, until the until the strikes finish. Um, 
Lacey. and experiences and restaurants open and close randomly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's all the line off Twitter anyway. Uh, all attractions open and close randomly along with restaurants and merch stuff. Unbelievable, yeah. So please don't ask us for times. Um. So our next topic and something I'm hugely excited about is Disneyland Paris Pride coming up on June yeah. 17th. I'm going to be Woo-hoo. there. You're not. I'll be there in spirit. You will be there in spirit. And um, I'm excited. Like, obviously, we don't know if it's going to go ahead fully or in what shape it's going to go ahead. But um, I would say that the lineup for music and stuff is a bit less ambitious than previous years. It's definitely, I think, I was dis- disappointed in the musical lineup this year. Like, I think just be- I think they really peaked last year with Mika, who is such an icon to the queer community like he like you couldn't get bigger than Mika then we're never going to be able to top Mika um well actually they had I think they had George Michael the other like the last year that before Covid as well who's also a massive icon so um like Gaga is the only person I can think of or Ariana Grande or something yeah I don't even think you would get Gaga I think she's too big but (laughs) they have to um they have to put her in the stunt show arena (laughs) I'm I'm kind of hoping that because the musical lineup this year isn't quite as strong, that they maybe try and pull it out of the bag elsewhere. Like the parade, if they do, even if they did the same parade as they did last year, that was just incredible. Um, like I don't think anyone would be complaining about seeing that again. Um, maybe they could. I think the main complaint from people last year was the lack of um VIP characters out and about for. From meet and greets even like uh there was talk of it being selfie spots and then in the end they just didn't materialize at all it was like up on the balcony in studio one you could like wave to mickey and minnie yeah in their pride outfits i feel like that is maybe is a a, in my mind anyway simple fix you know a, a little thing they could do to plus the experience a bit where they've minused it with the music yeah well 95 euro per person they need to like this is twice the price of an annual pass party. That's so, very true. That is know. very true. They have the price is and especially the, the the fact as well that they've added the additional ticket tier this year. Last year it was just you buy one ticket and you can get in from into studios from five, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now you have to pay an extra however much it is to get early access. Yeah. I have seen some like, people put a positive spin on that by saying that they now don't have to buy a day ticket plus a, a party ticket, which is definitely mm. blue sky thinking <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be great energy. You know, I'm looking forward to supporting LGBT community and I'll have my nonprofit t-shirt on, which you can buy at my store. Yeah. <laughs> That's not for profit. Don't worry. And, and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to cheer it. Cheer lots for the cast members. The cast members usually do like, uh, they're usually, doing a dance routine yeah that they've been taught by other cast members and it is just they're so high energy it's one of those ones where it's just like you can tell some of these people have never danced in their lives but they're absolutely giving it stacks and it is so like fun and energetic and heartwarming and it's so just if you are if you are lucky enough to be there cheer on the cast members because they are just i think anyone who volunteers to dance in a parade is just yes you go yeah they, they usually have like carl from up <laughs> dancing in the parade with little oh. tennis balls on a stick yeah 
It's but, so nice. Um, There's lots of like rare characters popped up last year that you would never see at Disneyland Paris. Like there was like collective gasps, you know, when ones like Pleatley and Cusco and Crunk and all came out last year. So hopefully they will pull out all of those guys again. Yeah. Um, like, maybe do some know. good meet and greets. We don't know if meet and greets will be happening at all. Last because... year, last year I was, I flew out on the Thursday. The Pride was party was on the Saturday night and they released the program while I was in the air. So it was like less than 48 hours before the party that the program came out. Yeah. So... It's just with the, you know, with the Halloween soiree and the Christmas soiree, or not the, the New Year soiree cancelled and then the AP party not being meet and greets. And then like, I don't know if it's going to be the same. I please God don't do the same vibe as the AP party. Um, I and... hope they, I hope, you know, maybe like people, a lot of people do buy tickets to these special events because they want to meet rare characters that you can't see day to day. I think that's a lot of the pull of the ticketed events is that there is something different. Yeah, I'm sure. So, well, we all know at Disneyland Paris, you can never assume anything or you're not guaranteed any sort of experience. <laughs> um, yes, if it's, if it's on the program, it's still not a guarantee. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on. Let's talk about big Disney news, which is big Disney being... Big Bob, Mr. Iger, um, a few weeks ago, he met with Emmanuel Macron at the Palace of Versailles, mm-hmm. which obviously has a different feel now that, you know, cast members are striking. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of excitement because the last time he met with Macron was when he announced the two plus billion expansion of studios. And mm-hmm. when he was popped. He popped into studios in, I'm going to say March. It was, it was Paddy's week, wasn't it? And yeah, he took a picture was. on top of Tower of Terror looking back out onto the Lake District. I'm going to call it the Lake District. The um, Lake District. Yeah, <laughs> darling, with the, with, the English, with the English gardens, you know. Um, <laughs> and no announcement. Just himself and, and Josh walking around with Starbucks cups. Um, I know. I think everyone had like really high hopes that there was going to be um something announced there like whether that was going to be something about the disneyland hotel reopening whether it was a an idea of a bit more of what we would get at um the frozen land or maybe some more detail about the third potential land at walt disney studios but it was kind of like go on give us nothing like yeah, <laughs> just I, give I us nothing but a starbucks have, cup maybe they have his that picture you know in the barrel so they have an announcement to make in a few months or whatever about something and um, probably mm-hmm. whatever's going there instead of Galaxy's Edge. Um, Which is a rumor mill in itself. Oh, stop. Like, I heard recently someone um, kind of putting down the idea of the Lion King land. Because, I heard that. Because basically Paris is mostly raining most of the year. So, I mean, right before Simba takes to the throne, it's it's raining on the... <laughs> On the ground so yeah you could you could tie that in with the with the ip other i prefer that room purely like as i'm not really an avatar fan the other major rumor i had heard was uh, mm. another iteration of pandora i'm not into avatar so i would take the lion king over avatar but um i'm still kind of sad that we're not getting galaxy's edge now i haven't been to the one in california and saw how impressive it was i think it's quite a shame that we're gonna we're not gonna get that in paris anymore but we shall see what they come up with. You never know. It could be. It could be neither. It could. We could be getting something totally different to Pandora and the Lion King. It's just 
rumours at this point because they've got nothing else to do but speculate. Yeah, I feel that Paris loves a good guaranteed home run. And yeah. with the Lion King being out, what, 29 years? 94? So we're talking next summer, it'll be its, um, do the maths, Stuart, uh, 30-year anniversary. Is that, wow. right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's an announcement there. Uh, Here we go. I was. You might have cracked it then. <laughs> there we are. That could be it. Like a 30-year anniversary will open a land about it. But do you know what? Though Disney Paris are really into their Lion King. They are. Like there is a lot of Lion King merch. Like considering there's no ride or anything, like the main Lion King thing they have pretty much is Rhythm of the Pride Lands, but there is a ton of Lion King merch. And Rhythm of the Pride Lands is world class. You know? It is. And I think, yeah. you know, with France being the closest geographically, like, to Africa, you know, you could argue mm-hmm. that, you know, it's a good place for it. And I recently watched, um, which leads on to the next point, which is to do with Apple and Disney. But mm-hmm. in the in the Disney 100 um, kind of intro, um, yeah. two parts stick out for me in that intro. On the right-hand side, you have Pride Rock in the back yeah. behind the castle. On the left, you have uh, Elsa's Castle and Arendelle. So I know there's way more if you just press pause and look at everything, but those two things stick out to me. And wouldn't Big Disney love to put those two things next side by side in Paris? Mm. We'll see. We shall see. But yeah, as I, as I alluded to, uh, Bob Iger took to the stage last night, well, the virtual stage, at the Apple uh, Worldwide Developers Conference. Not to get too nerdy, but it's kind of the annual software event for Apple, where they released the brand new uh, augmented slash virtual reality. I've lost half, half the people listening there. Uh, <laughs> they released a headset. <laughs> they released a headset that you can watch TV and you can watch all your screens and you can be totally immersed. It's basically like a virtual reality headset. But Bob Iger came on stage and Ooh. said that Disney... We're going to be on board with this from day one. So you're going to get Disney Plus in a completely immersive experience for $3,500 plus tax or probably about €4,000. Now, it's obviously going to come down in a few years. But Disney on board with this. They were the only big name to come out and say, yeah, we're on board. We're back in this day one. And it's going to be released next year. So you can, like, they showed, um, you know, The Mandalorian, say, and... It was basically like you're watching an episode in the middle and you had like a control panel on the right and left where you move your hands and it's basically like minority report and it's it's madness. Anyone go just go look at it. That sounds fantastic. It's incredible. That sounds like something I would pay for. Maybe in in ten years, yeah. Like I think I think we're gonna we're gonna buy one of these like instead of going to the cinema. You know, like everyone's gonna rent these things. Yeah. Um Imagine watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it's like one of those headsets on it would be next level. Yeah completely immersive they Next have, level. in america disney are big into sports so they showed like nfl and uh, basketball where you had multiple games on in the same vision you know and you could just swipe and like it's incredible te- technology but um the news was that disney were completely on board so everything on disney plus is going to be optimized the menu system the kind of do you know the way like when you watch a movie on disney plus you get like trailers and extras and little behind the scenes and they're going to basically make menus and it's going to be just Disney. You're going to puke all over this, basically. So there's, a, like, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of rumors about Apple 
you know, coming along with a checkbook someday soon well, for, you know for Disney. Have you read um, Bob Iger's book? Not today. Uh, <laughs> there's an awful lot in his book about um, the relationship between Disney and Apple um, and like Steve Jobs and his mm. connection to Disney and, and all that. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Apple investing heavily in, in Disney and, and vice versa. Like. Yeah, like even the, the ethics of the company is both completely aligned. Um, yeah. And it would be a very, I mean, Apple's, Apple's way bigger, like probably 10 times bigger than Disney market value so mm. they could easily just well i say easily <laughs> get a few cup two, <laughs> two or three hundred billion behind the sofa um but yeah. yeah that that really that wraps us up for this episode megan how did you like it loved it and we are just coming up to the hour mark as well i think we've timed that perfectly oh look at that isn't that beautiful we did i don't think we got banned we didn't i don't have to put explicit content on the episode and nobody uh, said any bad words no someone might be offended that's just the way the world these days but um yeah so i'll just i'll i'll see us out so that is a wrap on episode one of irish ears at disney fancast you can keep up to speed with us on both uh stuart is at disneyland paris tips for irish and megan on megan loves magic socials we are hoping to record a podcast on a monthly basis but if there's a hot topic that needs our attention we will make a hot take send us your feedback on anything you'd like to be discussed but for now, we'll say, Abiento, see you soon. <laughs>